Hey, and welcome to AP Bible Church. You can find us online at apbiblechurch.com, and you can come and join us. We host all of our services live streaming through a Facebook group, which you can get at our website. Thank you so much for joining us here. Pastor Brandon has been going through and teaching through the book of Matthew. These studies are hosted live with our church members being able to chime in, comment, ask questions at the end, and we're also backing them up so that way you guys can access them here as well. But as always, come and join us in the group to get these services as they're happening and be able to join in not only in fellowship, but counsel questions and so much more that we have within the church body. Thanks for joining us. We pray this can bless you. All right, well, let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to speak to your people, Father. For us all to be able to come together no matter where we are. Just come together to be able to glorify you, Father. Father, today I ask that you just speak through me, Lord. Please just let everything come from you and nothing from me, Lord. Father, I ask that you just open the eyes and the ears and the hearts of your people to be able to receive whatever it is that you have to say to them, Lord Jesus. Father, again, I thank you so much for this beautiful church family and this opportunity for us to get together. We love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, he'll be completing Hebrews 6 today. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> That's all right. We've been in Matthew, what, like, it seems like just as long. How long have we been in it now? I'd have to look at my other calendar that's upstairs. It's been a minute. Gosh, it's been a minute. All right, well, today, though, I have two kind of separate messages. One, one is seemingly kind of random, but it's sort of leads into what we're going to be going over in Matthew today. Um, but the Lord found my heart because there, I, I just had kind of, and this might be, this, this probably was better suited as a podcast and we still might record it as a podcast. Um, but I thought I, I'd just share it with you all this morning. Cause like I said, the Lord put it on my heart, but, um, a lot of you, and, and, and trust me, this isn't going to get political or anything like that, so I don't want people's, you know, opinions or anything to, to, to be in play here, but the news this week, if, if any of you have watched it or, or been familiar um, with the news this week, this, um, this one of Trump's doctors that was part of this frontline doctors um, group that came out and spoke against COVID and that, that whole mess. So, uh, anyway, there was, there's one, one doctor in particular. Her name is Stella Emanuel. Um, she's a doctor, I believe, I believe she is from, she is from Africa. She's right? from Nigeria. From Nigeria. Okay. She is from Nigeria. Um, but she had, she made a claim that every news media outlet, every channel and, and everything they went and they, they just went to town on. Um, and also if, if you don't know anything about her, she's a doctor, but she's also a very, very like charismatic, almost cultish type, um, pastor, she calls herself. 
um, it's it's nothing good in, in that right, but she said something that was just very, very interesting, and, and I don't, I, I know we have kids watching, so I won't, I won't be too graphic with what, what she said, but she was saying that basically all the disease and everything that we have going on and, and all the stuff that we have going on in the United States right now is a result of demons. So I'll just say it that way, even though there's, there's more to it. <clears throat> um, cause she simply, uh, she, she definitely kind of, um, said and made some claims that I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe, but that's a little out there. Um, but if you heard that in the news, I mean, everybody's just been kind of making fun of her and blow it out and everything. And, and I heard that and I was like, well, you know what? Um, she's not completely wrong. Um, not with everything that she said. And that's kind of why I wanted to put this into biblical perspective for you guys real quick. Because this is something, and as the times are, the days are, are increasingly evil. Right, we see this um, going in a way that um, you know it's just every single day. It seems like there's something new um, that just is tragic. So, um, the, in these evil days, and as this evil in increasing, we know that this is a spiritual warfare that is going on, and we always use those those. Uh, those words, right? You know, the, the spiritual warfare, but we don't really put that into perspective and into our everyday lives. And I feel that's kind of what Stella was doing with, she made these outrageous statements and claims, but in, in a way, there's something true that she said in there in the way of this evil is increasing and this this spiritual demonic activity is increasing and and you can feel it um i i've talked to every single almost you know every single one of you has 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 had super crazy anxiety me myself you know it's so weird to hear you all um you know you all say that um because i'm like oh my gosh i feel exactly like that like i, I mean i i couldn't sleep last night same thing i'm short i woke up short of breath you know every single thing that y'all um that i i've heard i'm like oh my gosh me too um there's something to that there's that's not it's not just coincidence there's something to that and and it is a real life spiritual war that like i said last i mean I don't, we don't know the day or hour, but something is happening and something is going to happen soon. Uh, the next large, you know, the, 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 the only thing that we are waiting for, obviously, is the, the rapture of the, the church or, um, you know, the, the, the return of Christ. That's the only thing that we're, we're looking for, but this evil just increasing up until this point. Um, it is, it's just very, very real. So before I go too far off on this, um, I want to tell you why her claims aren't that crazy. And, and if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I've done podcasts on this, on the Nephilim, what are the Nephilim and, and, and all that and what she's saying or, or, uh, what I've done before. But if you haven't, 
this idea of demons and, and giants and, and gods and all these different things that we, we know of in our culture and we think of and we all talk about and stuff, those are actually real. And in the, this is all based off of Genesis 6, okay? Uh, it's Genesis 6, verses 1 through 4, where the sons, which were, these were fallen angels that left their, their place of authority. And this isn't, this is something that we talk about all throughout the New Testament, even, even in, you know, Peter, Jude, and everything. Um, these are these are angels that were sent down to earth as what we call watcher angels and how you get that i mean that that word watcher is used in ezekiel as well to refer to angels um but we don't and a lot of this and, I, and i'm trying to be careful with this because i know a lot of you haven't heard this this is something that people don't teach um it's it's based off of ignorance because, and, and, and not that that, I mean, not, that's not a mean way to say it, but it's just people just don't know. And they're just, oh, okay, I just repeat whatever I hear, but they don't really study about it. They don't really know. And they definitely don't teach it in church. It's either crazy charismatic, like what Stella was going at, or it's just nothing at all. But there's a lot to this. <laughs> there really is. And it's not something that we need to be worried about or need to be obsessed, but it's something to be aware of. And the more educated that you are and the more that you know about it, the, the easier it is to be able to understand what's going on in the world around you and to be able to com combat it and, and to do that. And once you know that this goes back to fallen angels who were sent down to earth to assist mankind, to, to, to help man. This is all... This <clears throat> this is all based off of two. It, it's an uncanonical book, uh, which means it's not in our our Christian canon. But a lot of scholars, a lot of Bible scholars, and a lot of Christian groups do hold the Book of Enoch as scripture. Um, we even see in our Hebrew in the in the Hebrew Bible that we have. We see the book of Enoch quoted many times throughout scripture. So we know, yes, indeed, it's a book. Now, whether every single detail or, or, or the, the only thing really that, that's keep, that keeps it out is there, there's a couple things that were clearly amended towards the end of the book, which changed. So, you know, if we can see any evidence of tampering on, on how you put together the biblical canon, that would, that would disclude, that would, that book wouldn't make it in. And so that's kind of what happened with Enoch, but still there's a lot to learn from Enoch. Um, you have to understand why it's not in there, what it's about, and, and be able to take everything that's in there and to weigh it with scripture, the scripture that we already have and the, the narrative that we already have in scripture. So if we can do that and then we can learn in between that, we can, we can find out a lot of information. And that's what we, we come to with Enoch because Enoch goes over a lot of the explanation of this. This was before the flood. Um, this is for, this is why, um, <clears throat> the first Peter in, in first Peter three, first Peter says the 
It's, it's 3, 19 and 20, but he talks about the spirits that are in prison that did not obey in the days of Noah. Well, these were fallen angels sent, these were angels sent to earth to watch over and assist mankind with just learning. They taught man things. They taught them uh, different things and a lot of things that they weren't, a lot of information that they weren't supposed to have yet. So, um, they, what happened though is they started noticing women, right? Women, beautiful women. But it's not just that they started noticing women. This was a plan by Satan to attempt to destroy the human race, period. Attempt to destroy the human race because off of the seed of humans is going to come the Messiah. We know that from the beginning of Genesis, right? Genesis 3.15. Um, so we know that through the seed, so this was their attempt to destroy man and to tamper with, with humans by these angels, these literal angels coming and intermarrying and, and, and having babies with humans. This is, I, like I said, I know I'm kind of stumbling around this because I know it's, it's a, some of you may have not heard this and some of this may sound crazy, but this is all out of uh, Genesis 6, <laughs> Genesis 6, 1 through 4. Um, we, we talk about it um, and, and we see that these men that were born, these were the men of old, the men of renowned, as we read. Okay, so... The men, of, the men of renown, these are all your gods. These are all your Greek gods. This is your Zeus. This is your, all these ideas of our different, different gods that we had. That's what these are. Okay. So that, that, that's, this is where all of that come from. And, and their children that they had were these crazy tall giants. That's why it says in Genesis 6 here that there were giants in that day. So they were crazy tall giants and this is all the reasoning for the flood. And I, I see many of you have posted some information. There's many good teachings on this very topic. Um, I will try to share with you guys as many uh, as I have. I do have a lot that we can go over. Um, I, it's, it's, it's worth getting into and, and, and studying and, and realizing because once you get into this, you realize that, yes, this is all demonic and demons are literally here to come and destroy mankind in every single way possible. And they literally are involved in everything. Basically, all of this shows that there is a order to the way that demons operate in our society, in our world and everything. And, and the idea of these, 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 um, you know, gods and, and demons and stuff, this is all real. This is all stuff that's biblical. Now, these, these, these gods, little G's that we have, because they have, uh, they have no true, no true godlike power. They have, they're created beings. The Lord, they, you know, I mean, the Lord, they're created beings, the Lord's created beings. So, it's not that they're, you know, any, any true God or anything like that. And that's exactly why these, these spirits are in prison. These particular ones, the ones that originally fell, those ones are in prison and those ones are going to be let out in the days of, uh, 
Revelation. So uh, many believe that, that they're going to be let out in the days of Revelation. But still, the, the demonic, the fallen angels and all of this, all of this ideas, you know, and around all of this time, this this comes from very, very real biblical stuff. And it we do well to pay attention to these things. And that's why her Stella Manuel's comments really just kind of rang a bell to me when she was talking about this vi and, and I'm not claiming that this virus, so don't say that, but I, that's why I said it just rang a bell and it was interesting when she says this virus. And then she, she made another claim that said that like things like in endometriosis and all these things, that's because of all of the, you know, these are demons that get in and they rip up the, the, the body and the, you know, to try to destroy through these diseases. That's what they do. You know, through these, these diseases are actually demons is what she was, she was getting at saying. And while that's not completely true, um, there's truth in that, uh, if that makes sense. And the fact that that would become national news and something like that and, and all the national media would be picking on her and rightfully so. She, she said some crazy things. Um, but then going and thinking that, you know, her claim, there's some truth to some of what she's saying. And that's, that's very nerve wracking, not in a bad, I mean, nerve wracking for me this week. Cause I was like, Oh my goodness, this is like, People really need to be paying attention. Yes, Tati said, no wonder we're told to put on the full armor of God. Yes, it is. We are. We are at war. You're at war from the beginning that your eyes open, and you have to understand that. Just because you can't see the demonic influence around you, we have to be afraid and quit thinking like they're out to get us and there's ghosts all over the place, But they're, they're, because there's certain, there's certain things that they can't do. But there's certain things that they can do, and they certainly can make you... They can certainly make you make decisions that, that you know that you shouldn't. You know, we, we know that we shouldn't get down. We know we shouldn't worry. We know we shouldn't do these things. But when we listen to the lies of the enemy and we know and we understand that these are darts coming at us in every single way, don't think that the, don't think that Satan won't use distractions, uh, in every single way, whether it be your children, your husband, your unbelieving spouse. He will. He absolutely will. And all of this is real. Okay. And this leads on into actually Matthew, because it's interesting that in, in, as we go into read here in Matthew, that Jesus rebukes the Sadducees. We, we find out that Jesus rebukes the Sadducees later on. And if he rebukes the Pharisees as well, but he, re, he rebukes the Sadducees and we see the Pharisees actually agree with him on the matters of the spiritual world, because the Sadducees didn't believe in a, a literal resurrection of the dead. So they, they, they believed they were like your modern day, you know, like post-millennial or amillennialists or what the, the Sadducees were. So, um, it's, it's to where the Pharisees were your, you know, your, your, your pre-millennial, like, you know, that, that type of idea um, you know, they, they believed in a literal resurrection and, and everything else. But it's funny that Jesus rebukes that um, of not not believing and not giving credit to the spiritual world. And there's there's a lot of depth into that.
um, that that we we must pay attention of, and he re, and he warns right here uh, as we get to read here in Matthew sixteen, um, what he refers to as the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. But if we look at the, it's both, but it's if we look at the leaven of the Sadducees, what would what would be the leaven of that? That would be this this idea that this isn't literal, right? That this is this is just some spiritual thing that's already happened. It's it's some allegorical thing like that. It's whatever. That's all crazy stuff. I don't need. That would be that. So that that's a false teaching because no, this is very real. This is very in your face, and this is exactly how the enemy gets you and rips you apart. So sorry for the little rabbit trail on 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 craziness. So, um, but I think you've literally hit home for everybody based off of the comments. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Um, but I want you guys to know that this is why we are are dealing with the things that we're dealing with. We're feeling the things that we're feeling, and why we must fight against it. Um, and in in our every in all of our might. Do not, we, we know what fruit is. We know what we should do. Is it hard? Yes, but we always know what we should do. Sometimes we're lost and confused. I get that. But in every situation, we know to pray, to ask the Lord to lead us. We, we know that he will not leave us wherever we're at. But we have to understand what's coming at us. And just smile through it and work through it. And and in these times that we're feeling like this, just ah, man, we just we have to get in his word and we have to arm ourselves with his word. So you guys know that even though you all don't want to bother me, I'm available. If you guys want to come in and get a little mob together and hey, let's study, let's do a Bible study all together, a live study or something, let's do it. If y'all feeling anxious like that, let's do it. You know, I, if, if anybody's feeling this spiritual battle, reach out. Um, it, it's, it's heavy and we need to be closer and connected in this time that it's heavy, not further apart and out on ourselves. Um, so whether that be in your own church family that you have, uh, you know, if you're here part-time and you, you do another, do that. Um, but make sure that you're reaching out and, and with that family and, and glorifying the Lord and learning and understanding what's happening um, right now, because this is, I, I mean, this is all we can do. Um, there's really, there's that, that song Heidi was playing this morning. I mean, this, I cannot feel at home in this world. I am not feeling at home in this world anymore, period, period. You know, there, there, there's, there's like, I, I still, I, I'm here for Christ and, and that's all that I have left. That's literally all that I have left because anything else, I mean, what are we just done? It's, it's done. Forget it. It's, this isn't wanting, wanting to watch the world burn. It's not wanting to have a part of anything that's going to come after this. It's, I'm done. And, and we as Christians need to have that attitude and need to be looking up in, in the ways of not looking up and doing anything and waiting and sitting on, on tops of mountains with our white robes on. Not that at all. But 
patiently waiting. Patiently waiting, Christ, and living our lives as though we're running out of time. And I, I think that that can be self-explanatory without saying we need to be scared, we need to be worried, and we need... No. Now's the time we need to calm down. <laughs> but we need to calm down and also arm ourselves, right? You don't put on armor and just all freak out, right? You don't, you don't see a soldier and... You, no, that would be... You see a soldier, he's standing there, he's professional, he's ready for anything that comes after him. He's not worried. He's not, he's, he's ready to go, ready to go. But you know, we're also ready for that to, to be out of here. So let's just keep our eyes to focus on that. All right. So we're going to do, we're in Matthew 16. We're going to do verses one through 20 today. Um, we have a, a lot to break down. Uh, verse by verse here, because there's a lot in this chapter. This is a very abused chapter uh, in the Catholic world. So we're going to learn why that doesn't hold any weight whatsoever. And uh, we've also, we've also, like I said, we've got a lot to learn in here. So let's just read it together. We're going to read it all the way through here and then we'll break it down. All right. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. And evil an adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing it amongst themselves, saying, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, O oh, you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do, you say, who do you people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah. And others say, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. 
And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. All right, see, so there's three major sections in this whole, in this whole verses one through 20 here. We see Jesus talk about the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. In the middle there, we see the Pharisees and Sadducees decide, um, asking for signs, coming to him again for signs here in the beginning. And then we end on that whole weird confession of Peter and the rock thing that we'll really go over because that, like I said, it is the, it's, it's very, very abused and it's a, it's a very, very simple understanding. Um, it takes a lot of twisting to be able to believe it or not to, for the Catholic church to be able to say that, um, this somehow gives Peter power and, and makes him the first Pope and all this other stuff. I mean, we'll, we'll see how that's crazy here, but in this first section here, <clears throat> notice that, and I haven't mentioned this before, but the Pharisees and Sadducees here in verse one came and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. Okay. The Pharisees and Sadducees were bitter enemies. They fought all the time. This was literally like your pre-millennial versus like your millennial post-millennial. Like that's what they literally were like. And, and they, they maligned each other. They had different inter interpretations. They got together on certain things. Um, but for the most part, they were bitter, bitter enemies. So, I, I mean, literally, this is worse than the de Democrats and the Republicans right now. And they came together and joined forces against Jesus to come and accuse him again and to test him. And of course he knows that they're, they're testing him. They'd already, he's already, we've already been through this before, right? They, they, they wanted to see signs. They had already seen every single sign. So he, he had done miracles as we talked in the past couple of weeks that only the Messiah could do. And when they saw it, what did they say? They weren't like, oh my gosh, this is the Messiah. They were like, that's Satan. You're doing that from the power of Satan. So it's, it's interesting here. Um, let's go ahead and read. I'm going to read you Luke 12 verses 54 through 56. This gives a little bit more detail to this story of when he's rebuking, uh, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees here in Luke. Um, it, it's, it's, Awesome to always just marry together the information with all the gospels as we talked about last week. Uh, and that way you can just get little things. I mean, it's nothing that changes all sorts of things, but it, it, it changes, um, maybe just your thinking of it. So, uh, starting there in verse 54, he also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the West, right? This is after the sign from heaven that we read in, in verse two. So it says, he also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites. 
You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? So that gives us a little bit more insight, obviously, to what he's saying, because he says here in Matthew, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. But he's, he, he's saying, he's like, look, you can tell when, when the sky's all cloudy and stuff, it's going to rain and everything, that it's going to rain. Well, look, I'm, you read about me. This is all you guys have supposedly been doing for the past thousands of years is reading about me. And you guys can't even tell when it's right here in front of your face. You do not know how to interpret the present time. But think about that rebuke. Think about how harsh that rebuke is. Think about our, our world right now. That's what I want to tell to every single Christian that's worrying. Now I worry, but this is still what we say. This is still what, why? Why can't we interpret the signs of the times? We know what this is. It's difficult. Absolutely. It sucks. I'm, I'm there with you. I hate to see it. I, I didn't think that I cared that much, but I do. It, it's, it's sad. Um, I, I really, it really did. I, I really thought that I was a lot more done than I was up until recently. And I was just like, wow, it's hard to see anything that comes after it. But still, look at the, what the rebuke of Jesus said here. Jesus was there in front of him, right there in front of him, right, right there looking in front of him. And they couldn't tell. We know Jesus is right around the corner. We don't want to be caught doing the same exact thing. Notice what he says here in verse 4. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. Okay, Jesus was not, and, and I, I love Yeshua Elohim, they've come back. They have a great study Bible um, that I have, I've sent to most of you. Heidi, can you link it? Yep. Just their study Bible and the study packet because they have a great study Bible. But they point this out in verse 4. They point out, Jesus was not a seeker-friendly pastor. He called the chosen people of God, Israel, right? These, these Pharisees, these, these religious leaders, a wicked and adulterous generation, which they were, and this was a proper rebuke. But he wasn't trying to make any friends. Okay, we know that the sign of Jonah, of course, as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days, so also the Lord would be in the center of the earth for three days and three nights. And so this sign, the ultimate sign, pointed to his death, burial, and resurrection. So we know <laughs> that that that's probably like the best sign that you could get. Like there there's no better sign than that. How would how do you and they still nothing. Still their hearts were too hard to see it. So I love that section because I don't feel that teachers 
harp on that enough. I, I've I've listened to a lot of sermons, and and maybe maybe I'll have, have listened to some good ones that I haven't. But um, just the re, the rebuke of not being able to interpret the signs of the times that has been something that is always something that caught my attention right away. I was just like. He's right there. You know what, like, you know what's going on. We, we know that this, this increasing spiritual warfare, this increased per persecution, all these things, he's right around the corner. And if he's right around the corner, then why are we worrying and, and being ugly and, and choosing to, to just, you know, be, be lazy and, and fall off? And just get into these worldly arguments about, you know, the, the things that are going on in the world right now. Like, are you kidding? Like, what? Like, like seriously, guys? <laughs> like, it, it's not... My, my one brother was talking to my other brother last night. And I pray for him. He's... They're, they're lost. I mean, they're so in love with the world, it's not even funny. Um, I, I, I start to see the Lord working in their hearts... Um, and I, and I definitely see with one of my brothers, but there's still, well, two of them, Mike, you too, but I was, I was, I was referring to my other one. Um, but you know, I, where I see it sort of shifting there, but then I also see just this fish hook into the world and just not caring or opening their eyes to anything that's going on around them. They're just concerned about getting going again and getting everything back to whatever the new normal looks like, whatever that's going to be. It won't be the old normal, so we're going to have to do a new normal, what that's going to look like. So we want to we want to work on that and make the new normal as best as possible. And and sure, that's that's a wonderful, brilliant idea for the world. Um, not so much us, because it's not so much going to going to work with what what we believe and what we teach and, and our values, uh, it, it, it simply won't. And um, what it'll end up getting to. So I've, I've always felt that to be very important and to have the opportunity to be able to, to share that with a flock for me is amazing because wake up, interpret the signs of the times know that he is right around the corner. He's right in front of your face. He's there. He's good. He, he's, he's offering you, uh, I'm not making any assumptions. Maybe, maybe there's, there's new people or that are watching this or, or will watch this that, that truly aren't saved yet, or their loved ones are coming or that whatever else it is. But, you know, we just plead because we 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 want to we want to act as if if we're going home tonight, uh, no matter what, and it could be sooner. So that's then let let us never forget <laughs> to be able to be sober minded and to just pay attention to the world around us, and let that affect our love, our action, everything. So going into the next section here. Jesus, it, it, it's funny because we, we run into this whole, like, that's why I read it earlier. Jesus just gets frustrated again, I feel. He's just like, oh my gosh, 
huge face palm. Let's read this little section here again in case you forgot. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing them themselves, among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. So, <laughs> notice that Jesus knew that they were concerned about forgetting the bread. It gives them a rebuke over it. He knew that that's what they were thinking, right? Because in verse 5, it says, when the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus knew that. He goes, why are you concerned about that? So he says, so he says to them, knowing what they were, they were frustrated or, or thinking and arguing about, watch and beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Imagine thinking about bread and, and, and completely missing the point, right? Completely missing Christ here and, and going, what is he saying? What? Like, we forgot bread. How does he know? So he rebukes him over it. Okay, so he says, when they begin discussing in verse 7, among themselves saying, we brought no bread, in verse 8, but Jesus aware of this said, Oh, you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? What? Have you not? Jesus goes backwards, just like what I did last week. Do you not perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you gathered? Do you not remember? How do you not remember this? How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. You know what that leaven is? That leaven, like we were talking about earlier, that's that false teaching. These are these false man-made legalistic ideas. Then, in verse 12, then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. See, this is the, this Matt in 16, this, this leaven here is always used for a, not a good thing. So when we talk about leaven, right, in the kingdom, in the growth of this kingdom age, that, that's not a good thing. That's going to be, that's going to be, watch out for this false teaching. It's going to be all over the place. Because the point is, is false doctrine can infect the corrupt minds of God's people, of us, unless they're properly warned and grounded in the truth of God's word. So the, the Pharisees' legalism just leads men to show, you know, just holiness based off of our own efforts and not, not a true relationship and, and showing true love with God. Sure, we can make it to, to church on Sunday or, or we can make it to the, you know, or we can do whatever else and we can make sure we say our prayer, all these other things. But really, are we acting in love? Are we, are we, 
Are we really truly acting it out and not being self-righteous? So we can learn a lot from this too, but we have to remember to watch out for this teaching because this teaching just slips in just like leaven here. Right? The result of leaven can be ruined for the soul. Just a little bit of false teaching. Just a just little bit on both sides. So you have to be careful because this out of control legalism and false doctrine comes out of both sides. It's just something that we can never, never be too careful of. That's why we have to be rooted and grounded in God's word to fight against these spiritual attacks that are coming against us. Jesus tells us to watch out for these things. Watch out for these teachings. So, again, I think you all can feel the frustration that Jesus felt there of, are you kidding me? How are you guys arguing about this whole bread thing? We've been through this whole bread debacle twice. Y'all have been complaining twice. And look what happened. Do you not remember that? Do you not remember who, who I am? Then, then they remembered that he, okay. So then they remembered. But that plays a lot into our, our next section here. Because our next section, we're going into this whole idea of Peter being the first pope. This is where all this Catholic church stuff comes from. So let me go ahead and just start... Uh, again, here, I'll read this section for you. Starting in verse 13. And when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Okay, Caesarea Philippi is about 25 miles north of Galilee. So where they've, they've kind of been in that Galilee area in the past few chapters back. Um, but they have, they've, he's gone a little bit north now, and this is a, a very, very Gentile heavy population. There's Jews, uh, but this is, this is Gentile. This is, this is mostly Gentile. All right. And Caesarea Philippi actually was the center, and he went to the region. And we don't believe that he went fully into the territory, but he could have. Um, but that, that area at the time was a center of worship for Baal, the Greek god Pan, uh, and then Caesar. Uh, they actually, as the, the Roman, um, the Romans worshiped Caesar as a god as well. So it was very, very pagan city. Um, and it's, it's interesting that we were just talking about those you know, the, the spirits that, that disobeyed in the Genesis 6 and all the crazy stuff at the beginning. Um, it's interesting that Jesus goes here to the center of, of worship here to, um, to obviously uh, have Peter announce who he was here being the Christ. 
it, it's interesting because this right here is also a direct fulfillment of that, of, of, of him crushing the head of the serpent. This is a preview. We're getting to the crushing the head of the serpent and tearing down this promise right here. We're, we're getting to all that. Um, there's, there's also a lot more, so much more fascinating information in this guys, because this, this area where they're at here, trying not to go on rabbit trails and forgive me. Um, but this, this mountain that they're at the base of in Caesarea Philippi here, this is at the base of a mountain. Well, this is the same mountain that what those fallen angels and that stuff they were talking, this is all that stuff that that happened all around. So the fact that he's coming to give a preview, uh, and we'll, we'll read, I don't know if we'll get into the, yeah, we'll get into the transfiguration. Um, but getting ready to show the, the preview of the kingdom of heaven and the defeat of this spiritual uh, bondage in the very same place where this happened. So I mean, it's just fascinating. And um, I will try to, um, I'll, I'll send a couple things after uh, service here for Heidi to add in, or I'll just comment it on the, on the study packet. So if whoever wants to go a little bit deeper into the stuff, you can. I added Yeshua Elohim there too. Did you? Yeah. Okay. And Thank Kelly says they're not rabbit trails, they're context trails. Context trails. I need to remember that, Kelly. That's excellent. Thank you. <laughs> they are context trails. So... Uh, I went, we went a little bit head there, but that, the, this area is very interesting. And this is, um, this was this, basically this area here is, is it's on the border of Syria and Israel. And, uh, it's, there's still a lot of, uh, uh modern day or, or modern day stuff. Now you can go to this place and still see some of the stuff, uh, that was back from, some Roman era excavations they have there. I would absolutely love to be able to go and see some of that. That this would just be crazy, but it's that that there's just this whole area and everything about it is so fascinating. Um so forgive my context trail. Alright. The district of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? In verse 13. Okay, in verse 14. It says, and they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then verse 15 here, he says, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? He makes this question very, very personal. He said, who do you say that I am? The most important thing is who we say the Lord is, right? And who he is. So what does Peter say? He says in verse 16, Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So Peter gave that answer that was boom, right on target. He was the Messiah, right? He was Christ, God's anointed king, the son of the living God. Um, also what Peter says here in his confession, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This, this was showing Christ full 100% deity. This was a hundred percent showing that. So, uh, this is one of the, the very, very many 
verses that we have that absolutely show the deity of Christ and show him equal. So it's, it's, it's like I said, this, this area is, is in scripture is very, very twisted, right? So what, what is that, that twisting in, in these things that we see here? And we're getting ready to, to go over the Peter verses, right? But the twisting is leaven, as we just talked about, right? That's this false, wrong teaching. Beware of that. And that's right here. We can see what the Catholic Church what does with what we're about to read or what many religions do with trying to knock down the deity as Christ. They'll say, yes, he was, he was a, he was a son of God or, or, oh, you know, yeah, he was just a prophet or, you know, he did, he didn't know he was God. So that's what many false religions will do is they'll twist that. And what does Jesus say? To watch out of this leaven because this leaven gets in, spreads, twists up the gospel. Okay, but it's very important to note here what Jesus says in verse 17. And this is something that you all need to understand. So let me read it. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Bar-Jonah, that means son of Jonah, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. A true understanding of Christ does not come from man. It comes from God himself. Christ himself. Did, this didn't come from Peter's own intelligence or brilliance or anything that gave the answer that he gave. God revealed this information to Peter. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. So a lot of you who you truly believe that Christ is the son of, of course, yes, you can affirm that's not on your own. The Lord is the one that leads you and gives you the ability to understand who he is. That's not on your own. That's not something that you can do because man in your normal fallen state will never ever choose God. You never, ever, ever would pick this yourself. If it was not for grace, mercy, so much. It's so important. I can't tell you all that enough. We get so discouraged in our walks and so discouraged easily. And that's, you know, we, we, we just let things pull us and tear us away. And we go, oh, why would God want something? You know, why would he want something with me? Or, I, man, do I even, does he even love me? Or, or you know, we, may, we, we think these crazy things sometimes. Or maybe he's mad at me or something like that. And it's like, wait a minute. Christ tells Peter here, blessed are you, but you don't, this information doesn't come from you. This yearning to follow the Lord and to want to learn 
his word and to to listen for his voice and and want it this doesn't come on your own this is already he's there he's going hello what what more do you want from me i'm i'm showing you who i am through my word very very you know just right in front of your face just like what was happening with the pharisees and sadducees right right he's right in front of your face He's right there. So it's important to know that it is the Lord that gives that understanding. And it's not by Peter's own, you know, his own doing whatsoever else at all. Because Peter, he, we're getting ready. Peter's going to go deny Christ three times. How, how would Peter be any kind of, that would, that would, this would just be ridiculous. And that goes into our next point here of, of, what the Catholic Church does with this next verse in verse 18. And this is basically what it's fully built on. And this is where you guys are going to get a little bit of, of interpretation tools that we have to use to understand these things and why they're important. Because if not, you make a whole different religion off of this. Um, and you can't do that because it's, it's very, very clear and, um, Again, this is one of the most debated things in scripture. There's so many podcasts, movies, articles, whatever else it is, just on this. But forget all that. Break it down in the easiest way that we can in context here to see, right? We, we, we look down in context and we understand those things that, well... It wasn't Peter's own understanding that brought him to all these things. Later on, it's going to be Peter who's going to die. So there's nothing special about Peter. But Peter has been chosen for a purpose. But not the purpose that they say. So let's look in verse 18 here. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Okay, so church, the word for church, this is called out assembly. It's mentioned, this is the first time that it's mentioned. Okay, so Jesus predicts here that he will build his church. That also tells us that, remember how I, I taught you guys at the beginning of this, you probably, you probably need to go way, way, way back if you, if you didn't forget, but it's like, application to the church in the book of Matthew is you have to be careful because he's he's not speaking to the church here he's speaking to Israel in this book and to prove that this is the first time the word church is ever referred to and he's he's speaking of called out ones his called out ones. Okay. He, he does not say that I have built the church. Right. But he uses a future tense of I will build this church. So the, the church was not in existence yet. So we, we, we tend to like to force our, our, our everything on the beginning of this book and say, well, this is applicable to the church and this is exact. 
No, it's not. So that's one one reason why it's not. But he does use this. It does use the word of church, the called out ones. Okay. So, but we know that this is this is a a prophecy of him building this church. We know the building of the church would begin in Acts two, with the day of Pentecost. Okay. But this this statement coming up here upon this rock and on this rock. This is the abuse statement because this makes Peter the rock and the first pope and all this other stuff when we, we don't understand this in context. Okay, who's the rock? Who do we always refer to as the rock? God. Okay, Jesus. Jesus is the rock. The Lord himself. The emphasis here in this verse is on the Lord himself. Okay, we see just in verse 16 above that Peter confessed that you are the Christ. So in 17, when he says, and on this rock, what is he saying? He's that this rock, this rock of solid truth, which is Christ himself, the church is built. Jesus Christ is the clearly the only foundation for the church. The Greek word here for Peter is Petros. Peter means it's a mass in the in ancient Greek. For those of you who who are, I think there's been a couple of you that have told me that you've studied Greek. But in ancient in the ancient Greek, nouns have nouns are, are three different types of nouns. Okay, there's a masculine noun, there's a feminine noun, or a neuter noun, which is neutral. Okay, so Petros, the word for Peter here when he says, and I tell you, you are Peter. Peter does mean right, but it means it's a masculine noun, so this means pebble. Or, or smaller stone, little rock, broken from a bigger rock. Okay, so when it says, when you are Peter, well, they, they try to say that Peter is the rock because he says that Peter means rock. Well, it means little rock. And on this rock, which the word in the ancient Greek there for rock is Petra. Okay, it's a feminine noun in the Greek for meaning mother rock. Bigger rock. So what he's saying here is that Christ is the larger rock. And on top of this foundation, his church will be built. Peter isn't the rock. Christ is the rock. Peter is main, just the vessel that the Lord is using. There's nothing special about Peter here apart from the fact that, well, I mean, he was right here in front of with Christ. I mean, I, that, that's really special. That's awesome. But I mean, in that sense, we'll, we'll all be there someday soon, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, so, but what's interesting here, so he, he, he's speaking about in the future sense of building the church and, and, and not the Catholic church, but his true church. But what's interesting here is there can be no church apart from the death of Christ. 
because it was the Son of God who purchased the church with his own blood, as we read in Acts 20, 28. So thus in also Christ was also predicting on building the church here, but he was also predicting his oncoming death at the same time, because in order for this to be built, in order for this to happen, his death had to occur. Okay, but what this what he's saying here as we go into verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. This gets into some other weird, and I, and I knew that I was going to have a lot of questions on these verses, so that's why I'm breaking these down one by one, because these, the, these are the confusing ones. So in 19, when he says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This somehow is always twisted to make, again, Peter something special, right? So, not really. I mean, and Peter will open the doors to the church, right? He will open the doors in Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the world. But the whole entire book of Acts is a fulfillment of the prophecy of what uh, Jesus is saying here. This isn't meant to be something that's, that's, that's continued on. Binding and loosing this this stuff this refers this does refer to Peter's apostolic authority that they had in, in establishing the church because although they di they were not special in that right they were given special authority as we can see on this rock because who was the rock Christ so they were given the authority from Christ to build this church. but So they were given authority to do these things. There was going to be, there was going to be new ways that the church was going to do things and new truths that the church was going to learn and Peter was going to be the first vessel of what those things were going to come from. These were going to be God-ordained and true. Right, because in the Old Testament, whenever something like that would happen, God would send a prophet or send down to do it. Nope, it all happened right here. Christ took care of it all right here with Peter. It says, this is what you're going to do. You're going to do this, and this church is going to grow. So it doesn't it doesn't say here that there's there's some you know, this gives Peter the first Pope power or, or makes him, you know, something holy or something to be, to worship or anything like that. No, absolutely not. What this is saying is that this will, this foundation will be built on these, on this. So, it, it, it does get twisted, and I, I know that, that many of you have um, Catholic backgrounds and, and different, um, different friends and family that you're trying to get to on that. And this is, it, this is really, really difficult to debate, and it's almost not worth debating unless they don't know this information. We, it's better off to just just pray for them because they will argue words and, and things tooth and nail and they they really just don't don't ever add up completely but um, it's like I said you have to do a lot of a lot of backflips and tricks to, to make this 
um, create a whole new religion and create a whole new idea off of what Jesus was actually saying here. Because no, I mean, he was doing the exact opposite. He was saying, this is exactly how the kingdom is how is going to come, and this is how I'm going to use it, or this is how I'm going to build my church, rather, and, and then the kingdom will come. Because we can see in verse 20 here when he says, in closing out, then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Okay, why did he do that? Well, the Jewish leadership had already rejected the claims of Jesus, so the messianic program, so his, his this had been... And it, it, this was going to be postponed. We, we learned in Matthew 13 about uh, the doctrine of postponement. If you haven't gone back, we still have a study packet on that that will talk more about it. That postponed this, the, the kingdom, right? Because the kingdom wasn't going to come right then and there since it was rejected. It was going to be postponed while Christ built his church. So hopefully that guy, that, that gave you a little bit of background. I will... Um, I, like I said, I know you guys have a, a lot of things that you, um, a lot of, of relatives and, and different things in, in our church specifically, it seems like. So we'll try. I know Travis um, has done, uh, me and Travis actually did, didn't we do two podcasts? On what? Catholics. Yes. Um, and the Catholic Church. And then Travis has done some stuff um, on his own on it, hasn't he? Maybe I'm re remembering wrong. Yeah, some of the stuff in the Jehovah Witness thing okay. kind of goes with it. But that's what I was, that's just, what, maybe it was just our couple he podcasts. Wrote, he wrote a thing that we have on our website. That's right, he wrote, that's what we it was that I'm thinking of. We have, that's what it is. There's like a PDF file. Mm -hmm. Let's, um, we'll try to get that, let's, let's try to get out, that out. Do you have that anywhere? Uh, it's on the website, yeah, I'll link it. Okay, Heidi's going to link that too, because a lot of that, um, well, that stuff would be good for you guys to read and to, and to know too, because, um, as we're getting into these, um, these end times, uh, this is, there's going to be a lot of, uh, interesting things coming out of the Catholic Church, I think. So, um, it, it's very important that we remain in the armor of God and arm ourselves for this in, 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 and stay sober-minded on it and try to uh, engage with our friends and family as much as we can um, to try to to show them just this this simple information saying hey this is uh, you know that that's not what Jesus was saying here and you know that can lead you into to some really dark ground so um, for those of you who are ready to do that of course I'm not telling everybody to go do that because there's some of you that would be terrified to do that. But for those of you who would like more information on that and like to, um, like to study further and perhaps even, you know, witness and, and try to talk a friend out of that, um, we will, we'll put that information out there for you. But let me go ahead and close in prayer and then I'll go ahead and open up for questions. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you so much again for your word this afternoon, everything that you give to us in it. Father, again, I thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to speak to your people, especially in these times, Lord. I just thank you so much for the calling. Father, I ask, and I lift every single one of your people up to you. I ask that you bless them. Father, I just ask that you just give them direction in their lives. I ask you to comfort them in these times. I ask that you just be with them and prompt them to 
and me as well, keep all our eyes, all focused towards heaven and focused towards you, Lord. We love you in your heavenly and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. How many questions did I have in, in, in the middle there? I'm trying to post that. So I'll post the link to our topics page and then everybody just has to go to the Catholicism. Okay. Heidi's going to post the links to the topics page. And then you guys will just go to Catholicism on the topic page if you're interested in it. Okay, the PDF. Travis says the PDF is a long read. It is a long read, but, but it was very, the, very well written and he says very he well spent done. Spent about forty hours or so typing and studying, and I cover many of the arguments in that letter, in which I was responding to a letter written to us from a Catholic woman who took offense at the podcast. Right, and it was very, very well done. Yeah, we actually, I had forgotten that we had actually been through that battle a little bit. We had sent that back and forth and discussed that. I think you blocked that. it out of your memory. I did block so it out awful. of my memory. It was, it was very awful. It was a long time ago, too. It feels like a long time ago. That was definitely before we started the church. That was just on the podcast, right? Maybe like right before. Yeah. Maybe. How's the delay? The delay doesn't seem too bad to me. Yeah. It's not too bad. I'm just going to say. Um, I don't know how much you want to get into this right now, but Karen did ask, do you think the church, that the Catholic Church is the whore of Babylon? I think there's interesting arguments about that, and it's pop. Yeah, um, maybe no. Do you think the Catholic Church will play a role in the? End yes, time? absolutely, absolutely. The Catholic Church is going to play a role in the end times. What that is is like what Karen said. I mean, that's one of the ideas that they are um, that they are this because there is going to be a false religious system that's going to be alive and well during the tribulation period. Um, and it, it does, there, there's a lot of openings for a lot of the things to be fulfilled in that. So, um, it's a good possibility and it's a very fun discussion and, uh, uh, topic to have, you know, to, to cover because there's a lot of, of, a lot of things that, that link it directly with revelation is so. Erica asks, can you please re-explain verse 19? And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Okay, in these, it's referring to Peter's apostolic authority in, in, in establishing this church. So what he's saying, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So he is building, this is apostolic authority to be able to what what did what did Jesus the the kingdom of heaven has come when these 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 healings and these miracles and these things it was to show people to believe right so this authority to be able to to do these things to to give to the early church to build the early church is, is what's in focus here 
And that's what, what he means by the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. So what, whatever he's doing here is building this early church. Obviously, there's going to be um, authority and, and, and order that's going to be um, uh, scripture. You know, there, there was in, in ways past, it was uh, it worked completely different with how um, how we recorded scripture and, and how it worked. So now that Jesus had come and he'd give the full job to the apostles here to do this, this, this changed a lot of way that the, the, we went about it in the Old Testament. So when we, we think of things like that, we have to think of them as, um, you know, there was going to be scripture that was going to be written there. Um, and that was going to be in the way of letters. There was going to be things that they were going to do and thing and decisions that they were going to make. Um, that we're going to ultimately um, end up, you know, being the, the foundation and the roots for the church. So if if you study in, in, in just a simple read of the book of Acts, um, we'll show you exactly what this verse means in, in, in context, because you can see um, you know, all of the different, uh, all of the different trials they had, all the different things, all of the different, uh, uh, uh writings and, and, and all sorts of, uh, stories, um, that are in acts that happened is just a complete fulfillment of that. So it's interesting to look at that and compare the two. And then you can kind of, it makes a little bit more sense. Um, cause acts just is acts of the apostles, right? What they did in the early church. So these are our early church fathers. And uh, this is where we have the information that we have from today. So this this information and these things that was given to them, this was definitely a, a special um, um, job he was giving them. It was just not making him any sort of a, a special person or anything like that. So. Um, Jesus asked the disciples not to tell others he was the Christ because at that point the Jews had rejected him. Correct. His, and the, the Messianic program had been postponed. And his, I mean, it's it, it still, he still had to do some things before he was crucified. He still had, there were still some things that were, that he needed to do. So his hour still had not yet come. So it's not like, you know. They want to be screaming over here. He's the Messiah. But at this point it had. is because they had, but, um, it, at this point, this was the, the, the kingdom program had been postponed and he's like, well, yep. Messiah is not here to, to bring in that kingdom. I'm not bringing in that kingdom yet. Um, that's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a plan that you guys didn't know about. It's not a new plan. It's not like, oh, oh, this didn't work. No, it was it was ordained all along. So that time just happened. That time it just happened. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Erica, did that make sense? And yeah, Erica, Erica did, did that. Did that clear that up? Delay talking to I'm just trying to give it a second in case there's a. Karen says the Pope is shifty. The Liz, Pope is shifting. Liz says they're already part of the end time stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Crazy it, stuff going on. And being the whore of Babylon, yeah, maybe. I think that's a good, I think that's probably a good guess of any. Is any. It's like I said, it's certainly a fascinating topic. 
It's, it's very fascinating. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I'm trying to think if I have any good resources for that. I, I know a couple of like lower name people that, that handle that, but uh, as far as I think Andy does something on that. Probably. I think Andy does. I'm trying to think. I know somebody does. If I if I remember, I'll let y'all know. People say America is too. Yes, that's too been America. that's been another that's been another idea too. Honestly, you know, that shoe would that, fit. That shoe would fit too. Um, isn't there a reference to the keys of heaven in Revelation? Yeah, I feel. Well, let me look up the reference. You might be thinking of Revelation twenty. Oh, what's going on? I have no internet. Oh. Why are you there? No. <laughs> Luckily that went out before. Okay, Erica says that was that was good. Did that help? Okay. Good. Um I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I think you might be you you might be thinking of Revelation twenty. Um whoever asked that. Toffee. Oh Toffee. Karen, I feel like we're having a spiritual storm going on. Like as bad as our thunderstorms have been here lately, I feel like that's the oh the weight gosh. of the spiritual storms that have been going on in our house for like Yes, y'all, please please say some prayers for us. We've like somehow like stirred up every single demon, I think lately. Yeah, I think so too. Everything's on fire. Mm. Uh, keys of hell and death, maybe is that what? Yeah, if that's what you're, if that's what you're thinking, that's um, I'm pretty sure you're that. thinking about. Um, yeah, that's when Liz said that. I think she was thinking of Revelation twenty. Um, there is the keys to death, which is Revelation one eight. Um, but I think the one that you might now it's I'm back now. You have internet again. I'm back now. I think. Well, I said I was. But I'm not. Like I said, I'm glad this happened after church in question time and not during. Your watcher angel must have been able to. <laughs> well, that's okay. Luckily, I printed out my notes today. I've been re just reading them off the computer, the notes that I've, that I've made off of my computer, because it's easier to look at the camera and... Look at the screen at the same time, but I did print them out today, so I would have been okay if we would have lost power. Yeah, that's probably what you're thinking about is Revelation 21. I saw an angel come down from heaven holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit and a great change, and he sees the dragon, that agent serpent, who is the devil and Satan, bound him for a thousand years. Yeah, so that might be the Travis, one. Travis, yes, Travis said too. To. There's a few that he can think of too. Yeah. Revelation, um, one where the description of Jesus is given, but also I think in either two or three when it's repeated, mm -hmm. then yes, the keys are used to open the pit and also to close the pit with Satan bound. That right. may be what you're thinking, but Christ has the ultimate authority over them. Correct. Obviously. Correct. And obviously, I mean, this is um, this is spiritual authority too. So, like when you're when you're when you're referring to those keys, that's, that's spiritual authority. And Peter was going to to have that 
as the apostles needed to have this at the beginning of the early church. And that's why, um, that's why a lot of, uh, where we get, uh, you know, our, our super Pentecostals is, is not understanding that this was for the development of the church. This is not something that was meant to, to, to carry on. This was something that was meant for early development. These keys were given to the original apostles and they were, they were only given to them. So when it died, it died out with them and we have everything that we need in our hands. Now we sufficient, you know, scripture is completely sufficient. We don't need any extra biblical revelation. We don't need any purple, you know, uh, personal revelation. We don't need any additional, um, we have everything that we need uh, in Scripture. So that's where a lot of people just get really messed up with this idea. So I, I th this whole chapter and this whole topic, there's so much more to talk about. Um, praise God for just being able to have a chance to go through, um, you know, being a teacher and being able to go through books, you know, a few times because... You'll never teach or, or get out everything that you need to in the first time. I know I, I have, still have pages of notes that I didn't even do. I mean, like, like crazy pages of notes that I have um, that I didn't even say today. So, so. Um, Next time. so an off-topic question. No, Karen asked, when did Satan fall from heaven? Why you got to ask the most debated questions in scripture? <laughs> <laughs> that is, it's one of the, it's one of the most debated questions in scripture. The simple answer is, I don't know. Um, it, it obviously, some say before the garden. Some say after the garden. Some say that his temptation, he hadn't fallen yet with, with a temptation. I don't, I don't buy that. Um, but the, the simple answer is we don't know. <laughs> uh, it, it does say that he's, you know, that, that, yeah, there, there's, there's a bunch of interesting theories because I mean, this is, this is clearly somebody that existed. Um, that it had very high authority right next to Christ. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the fall occurred at some point around that. The only thing that we know that's interesting to what we just talked about is we know when angels stopped falling because in Genesis 6, when God is like done i'm going to destroy the human right you know all this you know the demons were intermarrying and, and with, with human women and everything getting crazy so that's it that's why these demons they're they're put they were put in chains of gloomy darkness as peter calls them in jude um until the day of judgment some people believe that they will be let out during the tribulation period i happen to believe that I happen to believe that's why we're experiencing so much of the spiritual warfare we are now because I, I feel that, that this is groaning. It's um, I, I, in the spiritual world. I don't know that they have 
they 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 probably have influence over the current demons that are that are in our world now um they're they're the top dogs they're the they're the little g gods demons so they're the big guys that are in that are literally in chains um that the lord has uh, chained for the end of time um and, and we know that like i said from from peter and jude explains it and peter explains it very well um but i believe that they still have influence in all of the other demons around um i believe that because i actually study satan or i did in, in when i first started seminaries I, I i studied a lot of satanic um um like the, just the religion itself or religion however you want to call it itself um there there's a lot of different names for the different types of magic and the different types of things that they have but there's this one guy in particular that i i really studied his stuff because he's very well spoken he, he presents his information very well and he's fascinating i mean it's it's evil and horrible and it's, you know i don't recommend it to anybody that's why i'm not saying who his name is um but it's the way that he was he the way that he and he is this high whatever his title is it's like warlock or some crazy thing like that um in this and he teaches like teaches the spiritual world how how christians would, would teach christ i mean it's it's freaky um but he, the way that he does it, so much of it ties into what we already know scripturally about this, that it's, it's scary. So, um, the higher, the, the, he, he talks more about the hierarchy of demons in, in the demonic realm and how it works and whether or not, you know, that it's, this is exactly how it works or, or whatever else. That doesn't really matter because we know that the spiritual world is very real. We know all of these things are very real. Um, but the way that it works, I mean, it's, it's, you know, he talks about, um, the watcher angels as well. And, and he's one of the ones that actually brings up uh, verses in revelation and says that he believes that, that these are, um, of course, they, they, they literally believe the outcome is going to be different. They literally feel that they're going to put up an army against this, this, this false Christ that they, that they don't believe, that the demons don't believe in. It's, it's a, they're going to be able to defeat him. This is literally what they believe. Um, not every single one, but this in particular group. And, um, he, they believe that this during Revelation, they are going to be let out. They're going to be part of the defeat in God. Um, but there is a, a huge influence that these main watcher angels have over the de demons in our current realm, which it, it, it's, it's very interesting to, to think about and understand because you're like, wow, I see these, these super bad angels that are in chains. These were the angels that taught war. Um, that taught weapon making, that taught all these different things. So you, you look at the way that our, our world is now and you see, well, what are we doing? We're fighting each other. We're killing each other more. We're, you know, we're groaning in so many different ways. 
these are exactly the, the, the traits of the fallen humanity. And these, these angels in specifically, I mean, these are exactly what um, their infectious duty is, is to try to, to tear this apart. And, and as we see these things uh, occurring uh, and, and these, two, these forces meeting together, um, it, it's, it, like I said, it shouldn't scare us, but it should make us sober to what we're really seeing in the world around us. So, another rabbit trail. Karen had guessed, but I couldn't remember, so I didn't want to respond to it. Derek Prince? Nope. Yeah, Derek Far, Prince is, far away. Yeah. Um, uh, shoot. Who was I? Sherry, I think. He has a friend that's all into him. And I was talking to her about him. So, yeah, definitely a no-go. I'll have to look up specifically why, because sometimes these false teachers get just switched in my head and I don't remember specific things. So nice to see you, Dee. Dee was able to get to how much she's been unpacking. Oh, thanks, Dee. I'm glad that I'm glad that you got everything moved. I saw your post the other day. Praise God. So I'm glad you were able to make it. But any other questions? Anything else, guys? I'm going back. Okay, yeah, if you could find the... Derek Prince is just another one of those false teachers. He's got all kinds of crazy stuff, but... I, I, I don't know why my internet's still not working. Okay, Brandon's internet is... Here, do, is my, my thing plugged in back here? Yeah, everything. Nothing's... Is it? That's Because it shows that I have it on my phone. That's what's not making sense. Yes, he's a pastor who claims he fights demonic warfare. Stay far, far away, Brandon. We'll post those resources in the... Uh, That's under, right. Underneath the study notes for um, today. All That's, that's what it was. He's the spiritual... Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jesus has already done that, thanks. <laughs> he doesn't need any help. Jesus has already done that. All right, so Brandon will have to gather these resources. Um, oh, awesome, Karen has his books. Um, Brandon has some resources that he will post. Yeah. Yes, Wolf and Sheep's Clothing. Yes, very much so. Um, Who knows about him? Love you, Kay. Bye, Kay. She, you, I think you blew her mind today. Who? Kay. She okay. had a message she was gonna, she had it all typed out, was gonna post it last night and then didn't, and it was like essentially everything you started talking about today. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Praise God. Well, there you go, Karen. You don't have to worry about reading them now. <laughs> <laughs> so go back. I posted the study packet for this week. Go look in the comments at all these other things we've been talking about. I've just been adding in there. And I know I dumped a lot on you guys today, so forgive me. Um, but, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll go sorry, through it. Sorry, not sorry? Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. So, all right, guys. Well, I love you. Thank you all again so much for your support, your love, your encouragement, and being able to uh, allow me to do what I love to do. Uh, I love you all. And if y'all need anything, let us know. If not, we will hopefully see you all tonight. See you guys.